Jason Mull, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. And our friend Vanessa is back with us after a little hiatus from the last episode. Welcome back, V. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy to be back. And Jackie's here too. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm the Ultimate Friends fan of E3. <laughs> All right, we're up to episode number 16, the one with two parts. The first two-parter, uh, to-be-continued episode, which was a, a big sitcom device. It aired on February 23rd, 1995, with 26.1 million viewers. Jackie, take us through a quick plot of the first half of the one with two parts yes so this one is the first this, there's 10 two-parters in the whole series and this is the one first. season um almost almost oh, most of them are like season finales weddings uh, one up super bowl las vegas so it, they're big episodes so this is a big episode but it's interesting that this is like episode 16 and it's not 24 23 you know that's a two-parter so i find that interesting so for this episode it's introduction of Ursula. Joey starts to date Phoebe's twin sister, and Phoebe's afraid that it's, she's going to lose Joey as a friend. Ross goes to Lamont's class with Susan and Carol. Chandler has to fire Nina, but ends up dating her. And then this is the big crossover scene with Mad About You. <laughs> the big crossover scene about Mad About You. I think this episode is very funny, but I, I don't really understand why it's a two-parter, though. I think they just want to, like, Mad About You was on in 1992. Friends came on in 1994. Lisa Kudrow was already part of Mad About You as mm-hmm. Ursula. And so I think they wanted to kind of extend onto that. And then plus, um, you know, in the second part, we have another big guest star. They, they wanted to explore that more. Yeah, so they aired back to back. I wonder if they were sandwiched in between Friends and ER. Mm-hmm. Cause they start out with uh, Helen Hunt coming in from I'm, I'm mad about you. And then they, mm-hmm. the next episode is the ER appearances. So that must be what it is. Just mm-hmm. trying to bridge that gap and make it that Thursday night must see TV even more, even stronger mm-hmm. and more powerful. Yes. Because the second part starts with Monica saying, um, previously on friends yes and they recap it and so but i want to go back to this mad about you so lisa kudrow um when she tried out for that show that was already established show and so when she tried out for the audition for that show she was happy to get a waitress job and then the creators thought she was so funny so they made her ursula and they made her a recurring character and so when she did the pilot season like everybody does for friends she was like, you know, it doesn't matter how, what happens here with friends for Phoebe, I already have Mad About You. So when she got it, they had to balance it and they were both NBC shows. And so the creators had to go um, to the Mad About You creators and ask for permission to bring Ursula, that character, into friends. And I thought that was so clever the way they did it, you know, that when Helen Hunt walked into Central Park. <laughs> I think it was genius. It was so funny. And it, I, I don't know why, but I love Ursula. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if she's just the other side of Phoebe or mm-hmm. you know that kind of Gemini, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so back twins. Yeah. So back to where you said you were trying to find the connection. So Seinfeld aired between these two episodes. Oh, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was. So they didn't air back to back. 
No, not back to back. Yeah, it was a quick little Seinfeld episode. But yeah, I like I like that whole part too. That was my favorite part in the whole whole show where uh, Helen Hunt walks in and mm-hmm. they see what they think is who they think is Ursula for the first time. And what's interesting too with Lisa Kudrow, so um, she went along with the idea, but she didn't really like doing it because she they brought in her sister Helen to be the opposite. Um, to act opposite of Lisa Kudrow when it's Ursula and Phoebe in one scene. And so she put this pressure on her sister and she didn't like that she had to put this pressure on her sister. So she liked it, but she didn't because wait, wait, there wait, had wait, to be wait, two wait. of them. So when they did the double shots, it's not trickery. It's her sister. It's her, yeah, from the back. Well, from the back. Mm-hmm. Wait, Lisa's, Lisa's real, real life sister? sister, Helen, came in to do the double of um, Ursula and Phoebe when they're in one scene together. So no, she's not an actress. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I had mm-hmm. read that uh, Lisa Kudrow did an interview and she didn't actually like playing two uh, characters because of her sister. She, yeah. And she said she, but she needed the money. So mm-hmm. she, she did it, mm-hmm. but good for her because, um, well, I mean, for Friends, she got her, along with the, the one with the monkey, she got her first Emmy nomination for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's so clever the way they did it, and it was just one quick scene, and then when they walk into Central Park, everybody claps, everybody knows, you know, and, and Ursula is also developed throughout the series, and so this is just the first time we see her in the introduction, and the joke that goes along with it, hey, this is Lisa playing too sitcoms and they use the actual set of riffs you know in the very first scene of this episode where joey and chandler meet ursula and Mm so um they use the actual set of riffs i compared the two (laughs) yeah i at first i was like wait who's i had to research you know Mm -hmm. the purpose of that episode because i didn't understand it Mm -hmm. um but then once i found out i was like okay it all made sense well the Sounds like the purpose of the episode, both two parters, is really to grow that audience from mm-hmm. that about you, and then from Seinfeld into ER. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so the, it's during February, so isn't this February sweeps as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's February sweeps for our listeners who don't know? <laughs> so there's three big times a year where they take the measurements of the audience, and it's November. The season starts in September, and then the first measure is in November. So, so it's November sweeps and then February is the kind of mid-year check-in and then May is the last month of the season. So that's when the, 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 all the season finales are and they do the final measure there. Do you guys think at that point in time, you know, granted we don't know the ratings for all the other shows, but do you think they were struggling and hoping for a second season and that's why they brought Mad About You in? No, I think they knew what they were doing, but I feel, still think Mad About You and Seinfeld were more established shows then So because Friends mm-hmm. was on the half hour. Mm-hmm. following Mad About You. So they were still trying to grow that audience. So bringing Helen Hunt right out of, you know, right out of it in, in the first, one of the first scenes coming into the, the diner. And how beautiful and amazing is Helen Hunt? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's I like her. ethereal. She's just mm-hmm. this really uh, an interesting character. You never see, I haven't seen her in ages, but mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she's amazing. I forgot mm-hmm. how great she is. Just her presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even my, 
my husband was watching this episode with me. He was like, wow, these are big characters they have on here. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to show, like, they all kind of just, the entertainment industry and the NBC sitcoms and everybody's going out for pilot season. All these, um, they all know each other because one of the producers of Mad About You was dating the creator of David Crane here. And so that's why they all kind of just intertwined and knew each other and were able to bring other characters into another sitcom. So it's nice that they allowed that, you know, that Mad About You, um, they the creators allowed that because to give up a, a character from your sitcom, it'd be like, you know, friends, a Phoebe going to Sex and City, you know, and that wouldn't work because they all take place in New York City. So yeah. it's nice that they actually allow permission. So Well, I'm sure the NBC <laughs> suits put a little heat on them to do it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I one other part, you know, that was pretty funny was Chandler and his assistant Nina. Yes. I thought that was cute. And she's so pretty, his assistant Nina. Yeah, so she's uh, she's played by Jennifer Grant, who's Cary Grant and Diane Cannon's daughter. Yes, oh. who I had no idea. Like, I had no idea that was Cary Grant's daughter because we know that name. You know, we know yeah. that couple. And I had no idea. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> she's gorgeous. It's interesting because I didn't realize that either. And then I saw, you know, she's got that heavy ringlet hair like her mm -hmm. mom does, except hers is brown and Diane's is, is blonde. Yeah. Yeah. You know Diane from the Laker games, right? Nope. She was, the one that, she was a huge Lakers supporter for years and years and years. She was always like uh, courtside with uh, like near Jack Nicholson and all that. So she's, oh. gonna, yeah, she's much younger to... than Cary Grant. Oh, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> she's got these uh, long blonde ringlets, very similar to the uh, hair that uh, her daughter has, except her daughter's is brown. And I like that, that, um, Chandler, the relation, the awkwardness that is continually shown through all of his um, relationships and how he can't break up with her. <laughs> and I think it's funny how he's, he tries to break up with her, but she's just too cute to break up with. <laughs> yeah, she was cute. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never had to fire anybody, so I have not been in that situation, but I can only imagine how tough it is. It's the worst thing you can ever do. <laughs> Even if you know you're doing the right thing, it is the worst thing you can ever do. <laughs> I can only imagine for someone you uh, have a little crush on, it's even worse, right? <laughs> yeah. So they make it funny. <laughs> Again, they take a serious situation and put a little spin on it where, it, where it's funny. And she has a psych psychological issues, so she can't be like, go of the job or I'll show go mad. Right. <laughs> but that's what, that's the reaction though. If you get, I've been fired once from a retail job <laughs> and I was the most humiliating, most embarrassing experience I've ever had in my life. And so it's relatable that it's like you're sitting in that room and it's just awkward, you know, and, and you're going to be so emotional afterwards. So it's he hits with or she gets him with a stapler, you know, because he shows right. a stapler. <laughs> what um, did you get fired for? I got fired from a retailer because I used my discount for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, but I feel like everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah, but there, so I'm an honest person. So when I'm asked about it, I will say, yes, I have, but it's nothing new. You know, I think they want to make an example of me because I was a good employee. And so they just wanted to be like, this is what happens when you do it, you know. And so, but it was a blessing in disguise because it opened up my availability to be an intern here and then to show, you know, this is what I really want to do in my career. So right after the retail job, my my journalism career took off. So 
it was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. Have you ever been fired, Vee? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't not. think I have either. Not that I recall. Yeah, it's yeah, humiliating. So I agree with Nina. <laughs> it is humiliating. Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about Joey and Ursula, and of course the Lamaze class. Because there's a lot to digest there too. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, and we're back. I think this is a funny episode, too, because it continues to pay that homage to other TV shows in a funny way when Marcel turns the SAP channel audio on and they can't turn it off. And you got Family Matters, Urkel talking in in Spanish and then Rachel going, Urkel is Urkel in Spanish. (laughs) And then Laverne and Shirley, the opening sequence of Laverne and Shirley in Spanish is, is very, very cute. Yeah, when I saw uh, Family Matters on there, I got pretty excited because that was one show I did watch as a kid, and I watched it on repeat. Um, there's, yeah, so that one, Step by Step. Um, yeah, TJIF. Yes, I remember. They had, like, a huge logo and everything yeah. to commemorate the night. Yeah. yeah, I remember, like, as a kid, I watched it as well, and um, that was, like, growing up, our shows. And I remember I invited one of my friends to come over and have a sleepover. She goes, no, I'm going to stay home and watch TJIF. And I'm like, what? You can watch it here. That's funny. So they hit all the genres, because Laverne and Shirley was I used to watch that show all the time and that mm-hmm. opening sequence with them is great and it was funny mm-hmm. that they, that's the part they showed in Spanish and then do you know what the other show was in that episode? No, I was wondering what that was. Mm-hmm. So there's two more the Waltons okay. is at the very end at the very end of every Waltons episode you see a picture of the house and they're going to bed and they say good night so and so good night so and so and the last line is good night John Boy because John Boy is the kind of the main character the oldest son so it was good night, John Boy, in in Spanish. Oh, yeah, I the, didn't know either. And then the other old one was the Patty Duke show. Patty Duke oh, yeah, show. I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's just it's just, Patty Duke had a show in the I guess the sixties, maybe I guess it was the sixties. Huh. So where she played this is a weird one. She played identical cousins. She and her cousin. Hmm. It was a weird premise. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you say, uh, uh, Lisa Kudrow got her first nom- Emmy nomination for this sh- this episode, playing Ursula and uh, Phoebe. So that must have been she must have liked Ursula better after that. Yeah, yeah. she was probably yeah. She probably was like, I'll play her anytime. <laughs> and she does. She, we see her more in later episodes. So. And I love uh, that Joey's the only one who can tell the difference. Yes. I thought that was interesting because it's, I'm, I've never dated twins. I, I've never had a crush on twins, but he's, he's like, you know, Ursula is hot. And then 
when he's talking to Chandler about it and it's like, but they're the same. So I thought that it was interesting that they chose him to kind of date her, you know, and see her in a different way because then in the third relationship develops, you know, Phoebe and Joey's later on. And so you kind of see why, you know? Yeah. I feel so bad for Phoebe because she's really worried about her relation, her relationship with Ross and their friendship and where it's going to go. Now that he start he started dating his sister. It's like, yeah, you just kind of want to, I don't know, give her a hug and tell everything's going to be okay. And you'll be her friend too. And the way she explains it too, the way she explains it about the, when she was younger, her, she, her best friend, you ever date anybody that was your best Mm -hmm. friend? And then they all go, no. And she's like, well, I have. (laughs) Well, yeah, you learn more about Phoebe and her vulnerable side. Cause Mm -hmm. she's just kind of free spirited and doesn't seem to have not, I wouldn't say not a care in the world, but she's much more, you know, just happy go lucky. And then you, you, you see a little bit of the darker side of of Phoebe here. Oh, because of the family she has. Mm-hmm. Her family made her this way, but your point too. Joey is Joey's sweet. Mm-hmm. He pays attention to the details. He's since he's the only one who can tell them apart. So I think it's 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 a great little episode, and the way it ends is you know is genius. The whole mm-hmm. you know the whole mistaken identity thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny whole plot device used for you know hundreds of years in, mm-hmm. in comedy but they do a nice job with it you know that mistake when everyone mistaken identities mm-hmm. yeah but it's interesting too to see you know correct me if i'm wrong but all the girls we've seen joey with this one is the one he cares about the most he's like buying mm-hmm. her gifts he's like you know well she like this you know can i ask her out kind of thing like he really cares about ursula yeah. Yeah, and then by the time Phoebe tells him, you know, well, I'm not okay with it anymore, you know, and he's like, I'm not okay with you not being okay with it because he's already into it. He's already liking her, you know, so. Yeah, yeah one of my favorite lines was about that is, you know, when Rachel asked Joey if he's seen her again tonight, and Joey goes, yep, ice capades. And then Chandler <laughs> says, this is serious. I've never known you to pay for any kind of capades. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny too. My favorite line is when, um, when Joey tells, or when Joey and Chandler tell Phoebe that they ran into um, Ursula at Riffs, and Chandler tells Phoebe, or um, and Phoebe says, "So um, is she fat?" Joey says, "Not from where I was standing." And Phoebe's, "Where were you standing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite one. I have two this episode, but one of my favorite lines comes from the whole Joey Ursula um, storyline, and it's um, where Phoebe says, "Why do you want to ask her out?" And Joey's like, "So that when we." When we go out on a date, she'd be there. <laughs> Just yeah. a simple line, you know, funny. Yeah. yeah, and the episode ends too. Like, you know, they haven't had sex yet, and the episode ends with her answering the door in his shirt. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, now what's going to happen here? And that's what gets explored in the next episode, part two. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the genius and the funniest thing about this is it literally ends on a cliffhanger. Rachel falls off the edge and is hanging <laughs> off, the balcony, off the cliff. She's literally a cliffhanger. Yeah, but here's the thing. She fell off because she had to take down the Christmas lights. There are people in my neighborhood who still have Christmas lights on. No. <laughs> yes. They don't, they don't turn them on, though, do they? No, no. Oh, they're, just, I, they're still up. Yeah, but they're still up. That's funny. And it's kind of like um, we are almost in – June and there's Christmas lights. 
I've hung Christmas lights once for my sister on her house. She was pregnant with her first kid. And I'm like, you are not going on the roof. I'll do it. It's really hard work. <laughs> so That's why I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Christmas. I love decorating. My husband, not so much. No, I love it too. But it's like, you know, I like to put my, leave my Christmas tree up as, as late as I could. <laughs> yeah, my husband doesn't like to do it because he has to do it. So. <laughs> I mean, go. make fun. <laughs> but he's coming around. <laughs> and that injury that she experiences taking off the Christmas lights leads into the next episode and why they have to go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're setting the whole whole thing up here. for the. For yeah. The I thought it was very good kind of climax and, you know, uh, Phoebe and Ursula confronting each other and then, of course, the, the literal cl cliffhanger. Yeah, but someone else who's preparing for a hospital visit is Susan Carol and Ross for the delivery of their baby. Hilarious. The yeah. Whole, the whole dynamic when they introduce each other and you know, the first couple is a, you know, a regular straight couple and the, having twins and that, and then they go to them and it's just like... <laughs> In the 90s, people were just like, what? Yeah, everyone is so confused when they enter the Lavaz Club, like you said, and just don't know what to think of it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good one. And it made me, you know, want to know what was gonna happen in the second the part two of the episode. All right. Well, in our next episode, we'll talk about part two of the one with two parts and more famous faces and how they resolve everything. So it'll be a fun chat to continue. And while you're at it, follow us on Instagram, Friends with Friends Podcast, and give us five stars on our ratings and leave us a comment. Yes. And listen to the next episode because we got to finish this conversation. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.